Today, you are going to be hearing a sermon from one of our ministers here on staff. We hope this word blesses you, and remember that we love and appreciate your time here. Now, let's hear what the Lord has for you today. back there. All right. All right. Praise the Lord. How many know God is good? God is good. Amen. You may be seated tonight. God is good. Amen. Amen. And no, this is not uh, little Pastor Reuben. Amen. This is Pastor Jason. Amen. Just in case you were like, is that Pastor Reuben up there? No. Amen. They say we're, we're twins. Uh, amen. Well, yeah. Amen. So it's all right. It's all right. He, we, I'd rather be twins with him. Amen. But how we know God is good? How many are grateful to be in the house of God tonight? Amen. God is good. Well, let's get into it tonight. Uh, I believe there's a lot that I, God wants to say, and I only got about 35 minutes. So, so, so Pastor Danny was saying about 55. I'm just kidding. 35 minutes. Uh, so let's dive into it. I hope you're ready to hear God's word and ready to receive God's word as much as I'm ready to preach God's word uh, tonight. Amen. Uh, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Luke, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 5. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 5. And I want to thank Pastor Reuben, our senior pastor, for allowing me to preach. Come on, somebody. How many of oh, we have a good pastor? Amen. We have a great pastor. Amen. And I've just been sitting there, you know, uh, on, on my section there and just, you know, uh, waiting for them to let me loose. Amen. And, uh, and preach. And it's been a while since I've preached. I think the last time I preached... Or I ministered was when we were in um, Buena Park, Buena Park. So it's been a while. It's been a while. Amen. And, uh, but it's a blessing to be here. And again, thank Pastor Reuben for allowing me to minister and share his pulpit uh, with me. And so, again, Luke chapter 5. We all there? Luke chapter 5. And if you're taking notes, I want to title this message tonight and preach on the topic of make me clean. Say that with me. Make me clean. Make me clean. Luke chapter 5, the fifth chapter. Everyone there? Luke chapter 5. And the Bible reads like this. And it says, And it happened when he was in a certain city that, behold, a man who was full of leprosy saw Jesus and he fell, or saw Jesus and he fell on his face and implored him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, he says, you can make me clean. Verse 13 says, then he put out his hand and he touched him and said, I am willing to be cleansed. And immediately, immediately the leprosy left him. Immediately the leprosy left him. Let's pray. Father, we thank you tonight. Father, we thank you for your word. Father, we thank you, Father, for everything you're about to do within this place, Father. Father, we just pray, God, right now, Lord, that you would make us clean tonight, Father. We pray, God, that you remove everything, God, and anything, God, that is not of you, Father. We pray, God, whatever impurities, God, are in our minds and, God, in our hearts, oh, God, we pray, God, remove it tonight, Father. Remove it, Father. We desire to be whole, Father. We desire to be cleansed, oh, God. We desire, God, to be where we need to be, Father. 
We thank you now in the mighty name of Jesus and all of God's people say amen. amen. Come on, give Jesus one more clap offering tonight. Amen. And so we've been on this series about being healthy. And how many of you have heard so many great messages pertaining to uh, uh, being healthy? Amen. So many great min uh, messages from our ministers. How many of you have some great ministers? Amen. We have some great ministers and some great pastors. Uh, we have Pastor uh, um, Anthony and Pastor Danny and yeah. Pastor Reuben. Come on, somebody. And, and our own pastor, Pastor Reuben, the senior pastor, Pastor Reuben. And, and they've been preaching tremendous, tremendous messages. And we have to appreciate them. How many know we have to appreciate them? Yeah. You know, this is uh, Pastor Appreciation Month, like they had mentioned. And how many know that we got to be grateful for the men of God within our lives? For the leaders within our lives. I'm so grateful to be part of a church, man, that preaches the word of God. Come on, preaches truth. Amen? Preaches truth. And, and, and really not only preaches, but teaches you the word of God. Gives you something that you can, you can bite into. How many know what I'm talking about? Not only bite into, but chew on. How many ever had a good piece of meat and you just chewed on it or some good that you liked and you just chewed on it? And you were just like, man, that is good. You, you know, so good that you just had to keep it in for a little bit. How many know what I'm talking about? And so that the word of God is preached like that, and I'm so grateful for that. The Bible actually says in Thessalonians that we are to honor those who labor in, in the word. Amen? So we have to appreciate the men of God within our lives. Amen? But as I begin to think about this topic, and as I was preparing this message tonight, I thought there are so many different ways that we could go, so many different directions that we could go. But the very thing that kept coming to me as I was thinking about this topic of being healthy was the very opposite of being healthy, which is sick, to be sick. Someone say to be sick. The very opposite of being healthy is to be sick. And how many know what it is to be sick? How many have ever had the flu or a common cold or maybe with COVID and all this COVID stuff going on, you picked up the virus, you picked up COVID, you picked up the second one, the third one, the fourth one, the fifth one, the, you know, I don't know how many we're on now, amen. But there's so many different things right? you pick up. That's what it is to be sick. We know what it is to be sick. And how many know that you can be completely healthy and then somewhere along the line, all of a sudden, you can pick something up? How many, right? You, one day you were healthy. You went to bed. You woke up the next day. Your nose was stuffy. You had a headache. You know, something was wrong, right? Or how many know that sometimes you can, you can be completely healthy and then go and get checked, and there was something there all along that you never knew was even there. How many know what I'm talking about? Maybe that happened to you, or maybe you know somebody that went to the doctors, and, you know, they thought everything was good, and the doctor says, no, there's something wrong. There's something there. See, the bad thing with sickness, the bad thing with disease is that it affects you. How many know what affects you? It affects your life. It affects your way of living. For some of us, it may be a small thing or a small area that, uh, where it affects us. And for others, it may be major. It may be a major area in our lives, but it affects you. And so here in our, in our text, we see so was the case with this man with leprosy. The, his way of life was affected because of his disease. Now, if you don't know anything about leprosy or what, what leprosy was or what it was to have leprosy, when you had leprosy, it was a skin disease. You would have like a rash. Sometimes it would be just a rash and, and redness and 
whiteness or it would be sores on your body. But, but this is what was going on with this individual. This is what was going on with this man with leprosy. And his life was affected. And because it was affected, there were certain things that he could not do. There were certain things that he could not do that others could do. And how many know, like when you're sick, when you got any type of sickness, there may be some things that you're not able to do and some things that you can do. How many know what I'm talking about? But anyone who had this uh, sickness of, of leprosy, uh, uh, the Bible records and the Bible talks about that they had to wear torn clothes and they had to let their hair uh, hang loose and they had to cover themselves and they had to go around. And if they had leprosy, they would have to shout or cry out, unclean, unclean, unclean. Imagine that. Right? Just shouting all your issues and shouting all your problems and shouting all, No? But this was the effects of leprosy. This was the effects that he had went through. They could not live inside the camp. They had to live outside the camp. They couldn't be around everybody else. They were outcasts. They couldn't, they, couldn't, they couldn't hang around with everybody. How many know what I'm talking about? The leper, a leper was considered, listen, unhealthy or unclean. Listen, physically and spiritually. Physically and spiritually, many would say leprosy is a graphic illustration of sin's destructive power. Are you hearing me today? And so I want to look at this tonight. I want to look at this text. I want to look at this text tonight. And I want to break it down uh, for us. Is that okay? And so here in verse 12, I want to look at this because there's so much here. And I only have so much time. And I really pray that I get through it all. But the Bible says... And verse 12, and it says, and it happened. Someone say, it happened. Verse 12, it happened. How many people are like me and can be honest with, you know, ourselves and be honest tonight and you're nosy? No? So you don't want to be honest. See? Nosy. You always want to know what's going on. Always want to know what's going on. What happened? What, what, what was going on? Or what took place? Are you with me? Let me give you an example. Just like, you know, how, how many have ever seen an accident on the side of the freeway? And, and, and you're, you know, you're, I don't know if you're that person like me. Um, you know, you see that accident. All the cars are stopping. All the traffic is stopping. And there you are complaining. Man, complaining about the traffic, complaining where everybody stops, and complaining this. And then as you get closer and closer, there you are hitting your brakes and looking over to see what's going on. How many know what I'm talking about? Why? You want to know what happened. Are you with me? And some of us, listen, are extreme. That's why the very first thing you do is when you, or when you wake up, the very first thing you do is you check Facebook or Instagram or, no. No, we don't read our word. Maybe not all of us, but some of us, you know, first thing we're, we got we to see what's going on, what's happening, what's taking place. Did they like my post? Did they like this? Did they like that? How many know what I'm talking about? But here in our text, the Bible says it happened. Now, it means this. It can mean many different things, but it means this. It means the miracle. The miracle. Someone say the miracle. Now, for many of us, it meaning the miracle can mean many different things. For many of us, we desperately need an it to happen. How many are with me so far? We desperately need an it to happen. The scripture says it happened. It. I don't know about you, but I need an it to happen. 
I need something to happen in my finances. I need something to happen in my marriage. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I need something to happen with my children. I, I, need, I need a miracle to take place. And the Bible says it happened. It happened. It says when. Now, when means because of or the reason of. It says it happened. The miracle happened. The miracle took place. It says when Jesus was in, or when he is, which says he, but Jesus was in a certain town. Throughout scripture, we see that wherever Jesus was, there was always a miracle to follow. How many know what I'm talking about? Wherever Jesus was, there was always a miracle to, to follow right behind. And I want you to understand tonight that Jesus is here. How many believe that tonight? Jesus is in this very place. The Bible says when two or three are gathered in his name, Matthew, when two or three are gathered in his name, that he is what? He is there in the midst. Hallelujah. We know our word. Come on, somebody. He's there in the midst. Are you with me? So I want you to understand that tonight, that Jesus is in this place. The Bible says that when he was in, this, in that town, a miracle took place. So I don't know about you, if you need a miracle tonight or if you need God to do something. Or when I say sickness, I'm not so much talking about sin, although it may be sin. But I'm just talking about a need from God. This man had a need that he needed God to meet, to meet within his life. Are you with me? And so what I'm saying today is that Jesus is in this place and you have to seize your opportunity. Are you with me? You, you got to come to a place within your life where you say, I'm, I'm not going to leave the same. Amen. Come on, somebody. I'm not going to leave the same. Jesus is in this place. Are you with me? Amen. But seizing your opportunity. The Bible's full of people who seized their opportunity when Jesus was around. The Bible talks about the woman with the issue of blood. When she heard that Jesus was around, although there was a crowd, what did she say? I got I to gotta get to Jesus. I got to get to Jesus. Why? Because he was in that area. The Bible talks about the satyrian soldier, right? When Jesus was there, he had to get his. Are you with me? So what am I saying tonight? That you got to seize your opportunity. Too many times, too many people, and too many Christians come to church but leave exactly the same. No, you hear me. I don't know about you, but I don't want to come to church and leave the same. I want to come to church and leave with my blessing, leave with my breakthrough. Come on. Are you with me? But the Bible says that Jesus was in a certain town. So it happened when he was in a certain town that behold, listen, a man. A man. Someone say a man. Say that with me. A man. A man. Now I want you to look at this. This is my third point, but a man. Now, with Jesus or with God, how many know there's no favorites? Now, this is what stood out to me. It says, a man received his healing. I'm going to tell myself, but a man. With Jesus, there is no favorites. In other words, there's favor with God, but there's no favorites with God. Like, in other words, God doesn't like me more than he likes you or love me more than he loves you. And sometimes we think that, no, anybody, well, you know, that, that's just for them, or that miracle is for, just for them, that blessing is just for them, that breakthrough is just for them, you know, that healing is just for them. No, it's not. It's for all of us. Are you with me? Are you with me? 
So it doesn't matter, listen, who you are. It doesn't matter what you are. It doesn't matter your back your background. Listen, the Bible says a man received a healing. A man. So it doesn't matter if you're a man. doesn't matter if you're a woman. doesn't matter if you're a mom. doesn't matter if you're a dad. doesn't matter if you're a wife. doesn't matter if you're a husband. doesn't matter if you're a doctor, a lawyer, a drug. Are you with me? It doesn't matter. He received the very thing he was looking for. Are you with me? So just breaking this down for us. I'm a, I'm a simple preacher. Amen. Simple preacher. But the Bible says a man received, a man received his healing, a man received his, his, clean, uh, his, his uh, wholeness, I guess you could say. But the man that says, a man that was, listen, full of leprosy. A man that was full of leprosy. Now, I'm going through this fast. Bear with me because I have seven points, so I can, and I have 35 minutes. I even forgot to start my time for you, but the Bible says he was full of leprosy. What stood out to me is how the Bible says, and the Bible records, listen, and describes him as a man with leprosy. A man with leprosy. Check this out. He wasn't identified by name, but he was identified by illness. Anybody know what I'm talking about? He wasn't identified by name, but he was identified by illness. Follow me now. The Bible says, depending on the translation, it says he was covered in it. That means it, he was, it was all upon him. It was, it was, he was full of leprosy. His leprosy, listen, had become his identity. It had become who he was. The Bible even describes him as a man with leprosy, not the name. Are you with me? And for some of us, listen, you know what I'm talking about. Because some of you, listen, you're, not, you're, you're more described by what you've done or what, you've, or what you did or your, your setbacks, come on, or your misfortunes more than you are anything else. Are you with me? But the Bible says he was covered in it, covered in leprosy. Another translation says he was full of it. He was full of it. He was full of it. There you go. Now you catch it. My question for you tonight is, what are we full of? He was covered in it. That was his idea, but he was full of it. What are you full of tonight? Maybe tonight you're here and you've got full of anger, full of bitterness, full of unforgiveness. No, you've been hurt and you just can't forgive that person. I'm not going to forgive them. You don't understand. They've hurt me. I've been hurt. I've been betrayed. If you're a pastor, you know what I'm talking about. If you're, I mean, anybody know what I'm talking about, right? People, people suck sometimes. <laughs> no? I'm, I'm be, can I be honest with you? I said, I tell people all the time, the, the thing about people is I go, man, they just suck sometimes. I don't know with me. Hey, man, the, you know, people, people are, are, are a trip because people... Can be so, can be so awesome, so loving, so kind, so compassionate, and then they can be so ugly at the same time. No, you know who you are. Come on. But the Bible says that he was full of it. So this man was full of leprosy. His leprosy, but follow me. Listen, had become his first and the, or the first and only thing people saw in him. 
it became the first thing they seen. And for some of you, that's all they see. You go around family that they still see you as, as, as what you were. They still see you as that gang member, right, that drug addict. Come on. They still see you as that thief. Uh, uh, no, no sticky fingers here, just me. But his leprosy, listen, had become the first and only thing people saw in him. And sometimes, listen, what we are full of, listen, can be blind to us, but evident to everybody else. No. Because sometimes we, don't, we, we, think, we think we're fine. There's nothing wrong with me. And there you are, full of it. I don't got an anger problem, oh, but no. Well, you just screamed at me two seconds ago. <laughs> no. Hello. Are you catching this tonight? But the thing I love about God and the thing I love about the things of God is that just because you are something, or just because you, you know, or let me say it this, just because you are something doesn't mean you have to stay that way. Ain't that the most beautiful thing about God? Come on, somebody. Just because this man was a leper, listen, this man had leprosy did not mean he had to stay like that. And glory be to God for that. Amen. Glory be to God for that. Are you with me? But again, that was his identity. And that's what stuck out to me, that he was identified by his illness, by his setback. Amen. The next thing, the Bible says, the Bible says that, Behold, a man that was full of leprosy, it says, when he saw Jesus. That's the fifth thing. When he saw Jesus. When the leper sees Jesus, he instantly knows, listen, he is the only one that can fix him. He's, he instantly knows that, man, that, that's the answer right there. Are you with me? He's the one that can do it. He's the one that can fix me. And sometimes, listen, we can find ourselves in a mess, listen, because sometimes, listen, our focus gets flawed. And what I mean by that is sometimes we can, we can, we can take our focus off God and we can forget or we can, we can lose, lose focus and, and forget that, listen, he's the one. Come on, someone say, he's the one. He's the one that can do it. Listen, he's the one that can restore your marriage. I don't care how messed up or broken your marriage is or how much she don't want, want nothing to do with you or he don't want nothing to do with you or the kids don't want nothing to do with you. I'm telling you, I've seen God work miracles. Yeah. Miracles. I remember we had this guy in the men's home years ago and, man, his wife divorced him, wanted nothing to do with him, kicked him out and left him at the men's home. Left him right there. And he went to the home. He did a year. He was there. And I remember we would talk all the time. And he would talk to tell me, man, I don't, you know, I, you know she, she don't want nothing to do with me. And, you know, she, she just says, you know, this and that. And I was just, man, just give it to God. Just trust God. Don't worry about it, man. Focus on God. Focus on what you're doing. Focus on being in the home. And, and before you know it, he did his year. And before you know it, she was calling him. She was saying, what are you doing? What's going on over there? And before you know it, she started going to church. 
And before you know it, they got married again. They got divorced, and then they got married again. Why? Because God can do it. God can do it. And maybe it's not in your marriage, but maybe it's just somewhere in your life. Listen, God can do it. Someone say, he can do it. God is the God of the impossible. God is the God. The Bible says that what is impossible with man is not possible or is possible with God. What is impossible with man is possible with God. Man might not be able to do it. Come on. But God can do it. God can do it. And so sometimes, listen, we just have to fix our focus. Our focus is flawed. Are you with me? And when our focus is fall, listen, when we lose focus, there's a real danger in that. And sometimes it happens due to circumstances and trials and tribulation. Anybody know what it goes to go through things and go through hardship and go through trials and tribulation? I've been through some, some stuff. I've been through some things that I thought I would never go through. You ain't hear me. I mean, you ever been there in your life? You're just like, man, I didn't, I didn't see this one coming. And sometimes, listen, in the middle of our pain, in the middle of our circumstances, we can take our focus off God and focus off Jesus and put our focus on other things. Are you with me? And so, and so distraction. Someone say distraction. Distraction. Distraction, listen, is a com common enemy to many Christians. A common enemy to many Christians. The devil loves distraction. The devil's in the distraction. Are you with me? But listen, distraction is something that's common to all of us. But the Bible says that Jesus, listen, and, and only Jesus can do it. In Matthew chapter, I believe, 14, I think I wrote it down, right? I got some chicken scratch. Excuse me, I think it's 14. But verse 22, the Bible talks about Peter, when Peter took his eyes off Jesus. Familiar portion of scripture. Remember when he's in the boat and Jesus out walking, out walking on the sea? And the Bible says that when he took his eyes off what? Jesus. He began to sink, right? The moment, listen, he took his focus off of who? Jesus. And sometimes we, that happens to us. We take our focus off Jesus. And that's why sometimes, you know, like I said, we pick up things and things happen and stuff goes wrong. And how many know what I'm talking about? But again, the Bible says when he saw Jesus, the leper, listen, recognized that it was only Jesus who could heal his life. It was only Jesus. Some would say it's only Jesus. It's only Jesus. My question for you tonight is what has distracted you? What has, ta what has taken your focus off Christ? What have you put your focus on? Are you with me? Listen, we must stop looking to others and stop looking not only to others, others but other things Listen, that are not going to give us what Jesus can. What I mean by that, we need to stop looking to our spouses or stop looking to our jobs or stop looking to other relationships. And listen, remember that it is Jesus. Are you with me? It's Jesus. The, and then right after that, look, at he says, the Bible says that when he saw Jesus, the Bible says that when he saw Jesus, he fell on his face. He fell on his face. That's the next point. He fell on his face. Point number six, I think it is. <laughs> he fell on his face. Now, this implies, listen, posture or position, a posture or position of humility. Are you with me? 
a sign of humility. So no, in other words, here this leper, listen, he understands that it's only Jesus. And listen, he humbles himself. See, the very thing that doesn't allow us to humble ourselves sometimes is pride. Like I said earlier, sometimes we think, man, there's nothing wrong with me. Or I don't, I don't know, I don't need Jesus. I got this, I got it all under control. Sure you do. So nobody likes you, nobody wants to be around you. No. But humility, his humility, his posture of humility, the Bible says he fell on his face. Humility says, man, I need you, Jesus. I can't do it without you, Jesus. Are you with me? The Bible says, man, the Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, if you say you have no sin, you're only fooling yourself. How many know we all, we all got issues in our lives? Now, I'm not saying, you know, deep, deep sin or something, I'm talking, you know, and it, maybe it is, but what I'm saying is, there's, there's something in our lives that, we, we, that only Jesus can do. But again, this was a posture of, of humility, of humility. Are you with me? And it goes on, it says, he, implored, or he, he fell on his face, and he says, it says, and he implored him. Or another translation says, he begged him. He begged him. What does that mean? He was desperate for God. And I think a lot of us, a lot of Christians, listen, we've lost that desperation. Some of us have, we, we, some, and I know, I know, I've been saved going on 20 years. Listen, I know. Sometimes we can, we can get into a mode that is just like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Help me out, somebody. Uh, uh, anybody? Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, what's it? Routine. Like routine. How many know what I'm talking about? I'm looking for a little how. But routine. Right? Everything just becomes, you know, you, you come numb. You come to ch church again. Service again. No? Worship again. Religious, right? Just, you know, just another service, another this, another that, another Bible study, another prayer, another. Are you with me? And we've lost that desperation for God. Are you with me? The Bible says that he came, he fell before God, and he begged him. He, he begged him. He had desperation. He begged him for a touch. He begged him to be made whole. I believe, listen, we need to get back to a place of being desperate for God. Desperate for God. Listen, desperate for his touch. Desperate to be made whole. How many desperate people we got here tonight? Desperate, man. Man, I'm not going to leave. Like I said earlier, I'm not going to leave this church the same. I'm not going to leave this church. I'm not going to leave this place until I get what I came for. Are you with me? I'm talking about a Jacob desperate. I'm, t I'm not letting go. I'm not letting go until he blesses me. Desperate. Oh, you ain't hearing me today. Desperate for God. Longing for God. This man, listen, had been dealing with this all his life, this leprosy all his life. What issue tonight have you been dealing with all your life or situation you've been dealing with all your life or maybe it's sin all your life, something you've been, you've been dealing with all your life and man, you got to be desperate, God, but I need you tonight. Are you with me? 
But again, that Jacob desperate. The Bible says that he implored him, saying, Lord, and listen to what he says. He says, if you are willing. In other words, he says, Jesus, if you want to, if you desire to, if you can. And Jesus says, look what Jesus says. He says, I am willing. And that's what God said. I, I do desire. I, I want to see you restored. I want to see you better. I want to see your life cleansed. I want to see you whole. Come on, somebody. I don't want to see you with that habit. I don't want to see you with that addiction. I don't want to see you with that brokenness. I want to see you whole. Jesus says, I'm willing. I'm willing. And the Bible goes on, he says, and he touched him, said, oh, or he touched him, said, I am willing. And the Bible says, immediately the leprosy left him. But look, the Bible says, I'm gonna, I, I went a little too ahead of myself, but the Bible says, he put out his hand and touched him. He reached out and touched him. God says, I'm willing, but he reached out. And I believe God's reaching out tonight. The way God reaches out, listen, many, many times is in response to the altar. And sometimes I, I've been there where, you know, the altar call, the message, it hits home and it hits us. And, you know, we're in there, we're squirming in our seats. And we're like, man, how does he know? And how does he know this? And how does he know that? Or no, 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 I'm talking about, the, you know, who told the preacher this? Who told the preacher that? But yet we will sit there and not respond. And I'm not saying God can't touch you where you're at. But there's something about an effort. There's something about showing God, God, I'm desperate. God, I want you. God, I need you. God, I, I, you, you catch what I'm saying? The Bible says he reached out. Listen, some God's been reaching out. Some of us, you just need to reach back. I always tell guys this in the home. I always tell guys, the Bible says, and I believe it's James, it says, if you draw nigh to him, poor Sam, right? Draw nigh to him, he will what? Draw nigh to you. Another translation says, if you come near to him, then he will come near to you. The way that breaks down for me is that you got to meet him halfway. He says, if you meet me halfway, I'll meet you the other half. So that we want God to do all the work. I mean, he can, but he wants to see, you know, you put in a little, little bit. Are you with me tonight? And listen, this is a simple message, but make me clean, God. God, I, 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 there's something in my, in my life I'm lacking. There's something in my life that I need. There's, a, there's something in my marriage I need, and God, it's only you that can do it. And so, God, here I am tonight. Here's my life. Here's my heart, God. Have your way. I don't want to leave this place the same. I need your touch. Are you with me? That's all as we all stand tonight. His leprosy affected his life. And some of us, man, our lives have been affected because of sin, because of our circumstances. 
and because of our issues. But if you're here tonight and you're saying, Pastor, I, I need to be made clean. I need to be made whole, man. I need that touch from God. Listen, I'm going to keep it simple tonight. And maybe you're here tonight and maybe you're, or you don't know Jesus. Maybe, you know, you don't know Jesus at all. And tonight you want to accept Jesus in your life. Maybe, maybe you're in sin. Maybe, you know, you're just away from God, separate from God. And you need to, maybe you're a backslider. You need to get back. Well, I want you to respond to the, the altar call. I want you to give your heart to Jesus tonight. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand. If you want to give your life to Jesus tonight. Anybody here tonight? God sees that hand. Anybody else? God sees that hand. I want you right now to make your way this way. Make your way this way. And there will be some pastors here that will, are going to come and, and pray with you. And, but just repeat this prayer right there where you're at. You want to make yourself right with God. You want to give yourself back to Jesus. Wherever you're at in your life, just repeat this prayer. Say, Jesus, wash me and cleanse me with your precious blood. Forgive me for all my sins. I believe you died on the cross and you rose again on the third day for me. I ask you to come into my heart and change my life. Make me whole. Make me new. In Jesus' name. Maybe.